You're listening to Happy Vermont, a podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. Well, it's just me, Erica, in this episode. It's a rainy April afternoon. I thought I would be here to talk to you about Vermont, places I've learned about, Vermont places, and some questions that I get from listeners. When I meet people or interview them, something I always ask them is, how did you end up in Vermont? Well, some people tell me they were born here. Some stayed after going to college at Middlebury or UVM. And others came here on a whim because, well, Vermont sounded nice. As I get older, I think more and more about how I ended up here. My grandfather, Peter Housekeeper, was superintendent of schools in Mayapack, New York. And he started an AM radio station, WLNA, in Peekskill, New York. But upon retirement, he moved north to Rupert, Vermont. He died in August 1972, but his decision to come up here all those years ago is really how I ended up here. My family lived in Putnam Valley, New York, until 1979, but we had been skiing in Vermont since the early 70s. My parents moved into a 200-year-old fixer-upper in Manchester, Vermont, that they had bought a few years before. The house sat on 200 acres at the base of Equinox Mountain. I think my parents paid something like $150,000 for it, which is just crazy to think about. But it was this beautiful place. But living there wasn't exactly glamorous. My dad had to cut and burn about 40 cords of wood to heat the house in the winter. The house's water supply was spring-fed, so we had to keep the faucets running all winter so the lines wouldn't freeze. I remember hearing mice in the walls. My dad used to tease me that there were bodies buried under the basement. (laughs) My dad hunted and we'd eat venison for weeks, which I did not like at all. My dad was mostly unemployed and my mom worked as a substitute teacher until she got her real estate license. And that place was beautiful, but behind closed doors, it was a stressful environment. My parents' marriage was ending and They were trying to sell the house during the recession of the early 80s. I think those years solidified my love for Vermont and finding comfort in the outdoors. Back then, I would escape the stress by walking on old logging trails near the house or setting up a lemonade stand at the end of our driveway on Route 7. And I think my memories of that place are so vivid because my siblings and I were in survival mode. We still reminisce about it a lot. And it's special, I think, because we're kind of all amazed we got through it. Those memories barely seem real anymore. Last summer after my mom's funeral, my siblings and I and my husband and daughter, we ended up visiting the property, which my parents had sold way back in 1983. The house kind of looks the same, and there's still an old barn and some outbuildings on the property. And there's still this mucky pond that my dad made and stocked with trout one year. Both my parents are gone now. They divorced decades ago, but died just six months apart. But their loss over the last 18 months has just made me very nostalgic. It's also made me feel enormously grateful that I ended up here in Vermont at the age of eight. And even though it was a time of chaos, I think in the end, coming here was a gift. And of course, Vermont has certainly changed since my parents moved here in the 70s. Like so many places around the country, it feels like we've lost our balance here in Vermont in recent years. But I know many of you find comfort here in a place like Vermont. 
And if you've been here a few times, maybe you have a favorite place or there's a place that feels like home. Manchester is that place for me. So are some nearby towns like Peru and Landgrove and Dorset. But I'm always on the lookout for finding other special places around the state. I recently became a board member of the Vermont 251 Club, which was established in the 50s to encourage people to really explore Vermont's towns. I've probably been to about 225 Vermont towns in all the years I've lived here, but some I don't remember all that well and I need to revisit. Recently, I've crossed a few off my list, including Reedsboro and Whitingham, down near the Massachusetts border. Even though I grew up in southern Vermont, the whole area near Mount Snow is just a place that was completely foreign to me until about 10 years ago. So recently on a trip down to Wilmington for work, I made a point to drive down to Reedsboro, stop by the general store there, and also go through Whitingham, which includes the village of Jacksonville. It's just another world down there, but I really, really love it there. I've also visited the town of Baltimore, which is near Springfield. I've been trying to write a story about Baltimore, but I I can't seem to find an angle. If you know of people who live there or you know anything interesting about it, let me know. It's a place I'm just sort of intrigued by, and it's just a lot of dirt roads on the east side of Hawks Mountain. It just seems like a kind of interesting, out-of-the-way place. When I go through a Vermont town, I always try to do more than just drive through. I I stop at the local general store, maybe the library, or I find out if there's trails in town for a hike or maybe a bike ride. Maybe there's an art exhibit or an open mic night at the town hall. Or maybe there's a local event like the annual dandelion race up in Derby or the strawberry festival in Middletown Springs or the outdoor sculpture show in North Bennington. And maybe you're coming to Vermont this summer and you're wondering, well, where can I go? And where can I get outside away from the crowds? Certainly a lot of more people are exploring the outdoors since COVID. And yeah, places like Mount Mansfield and Camel's Hump are busy with hikers in the summer, especially on weekends. And the same goes for biking trails like Kingdom Trails or the Burlington Bike Path or the Stowe Bike Path. So for hiking and walking and biking, I always suggest to try town forests or local trail systems. There's the 830-acre Hinesburg Town Forest, which is Vermont's oldest town forest. You can try Meant for Magog Trails in Newport, or Slate Valley Trails in Pulteney, or the Bennington Area Trail System. There's also the newly completed Lamoille Valley Rail Trail, which is a 93-mile route between St. Johnsbury and Swanton, and it's now considered New England's longest rail trail. So those are some places definitely to consider this summer if you're looking to get outside and want to hike or get on your bike and and go somewhere that's maybe a little less busy, especially on weekends. So I also thought I would share with you some questions I occasionally get from listeners or people who find me with my website or on social media, and I thought I would just share a few fun ones. Have you ever met anyone famous in Vermont? I've seen some famous people, a handful of them, including Harrison Ford, but I did actually meet Bill Murray once at Stowe. It was in 1993, and I was working at Stowe Resort as a photographer. I would stand at the top of the lift and wait for people to get off the lift, and I would ask them if they'd like a family portrait, and we would put them in these terrible, awkward poses, and I would take photos, and 
this was pre-digital. So, you know, I had film in my camera. My camera was always freezing up. It was like one of the coldest winters that year. And my photos were not very good. But anyway, Bill Murray got off the lift and I wasn't even paying attention. I was looking at something and he tapped me on my shoulder and he said, hey, will you take my photo? I looked at him and he had his goggles on, but I thought, oh my gosh, you're Bill Murray. So I took his photos, just sort of stood there. And I don't even know if I focused properly. I was just sort of starstruck. And he was supposed to come down as any customer, supposed to come down to the lodge after, and I would show them the negatives kind of on the screen and say, if you pick one out, we'll print one up for you and mail it to you, and I would get a commission. I mean, I made no money at all. I was completely broke that winter. No one bought my photos, and he didn't even come to look at them. (laughs) But I should have saved the negative. I can't believe I didn't. I should have just saved it, but I don't know. So anyway, that was my big Hollywood encounter in Stowe, Vermont in 1993. Another question I get is, does it snow on Christmas? Sometimes, not always. I think it snowed this past Christmas, but we've definitely had Christmases where it's been like 60 degrees or snow on the ground, but it's not snowing. And I find more and more each year, Christmas week just seems like a total wild card in terms of snow. Like if you're looking to come up skiing during Christmas week, It seems like maybe we'll get hit with snow, but we might get rain or it might get really warm. And we seem to be kind of in this situation where winter doesn't really get into like a natural rhythm until like late January or February. The last couple winters have been like that. It's been kind of strange and maybe a little snowy in December, but then it rains, but then we get hit later on. So for Christmas, it's Christmas week. It's definitely a toss up. Some people also ask me, is your last name really housekeeper? (laughs) People get such a kick out of that. And they're like, oh, you work in tourism and your last name is housekeeper. It is my last name. There is no E in the after the S, so it's, I guess, housekeeper. It was not changed to Ellis Island. For a long time, we thought it was housekeeper and then changed to housekeeper, but that's not true. I went on Ancestry.com a few years ago and found out that the name goes way, way back to like pre-revolutionary war, I think. So sometimes I wish I'd taken my husband's name because his last name is Baron, and it's just a lot easier. He doesn't get all the questions. But Housekeeper is memorable, and I I guess that's why I kept it. And it's too late to change it now. (laughs) So I'm keeping it. That is my last name. Some people ask me, what was it like working for Vermont Tourism? That sounds like the ultimate job. It was a great job. I worked as director of communications for Vermont Tourism for five years from 2006 to 2011, and I got to meet a lot of people. I learned a ton about Vermont. I worked with just some fantastic people, and and I miss that a lot. Professionally, it was great because I had to really grow in a lot of ways. I was in my 30s when I took that job, and I, I had to grow up and think on my feet and be professional, and and I had to overcome a tough fear of public speaking. When I took that job, I was quietly had this terrifying fear of speaking to more than like a handful of people. It was something that developed probably in my early 30s. I suddenly just had this fear that kind of came out of nowhere, and, and it took me about a decade to get through it. That job was like kind of a training ground, I guess, to work through that. But I did. And it was a great job. And ultimately, I left because I was commuting from Burlington. My daughter had just been born in 2011. And I wanted to spend more time with her. So that's why I left. But it was a great job. And it was a great group of people I worked with. And I miss them a lot. 
Another question I get is, what movies have been filmed in Vermont? Quite a few. There's Beetlejuice, Baby Boom, Funny Farm with Chevy Chase, Me, Myself, and Irene, What Lies Beneath, The Trouble with Harry. Those are some that I can think of off the top of my head. My sister Jeannie was an extra in Baby Boom, and that was filmed in Manchester in, I think, 1986. And she's in the scene where... Sam Shepard and Diane Keaton are dancing in like the Grange Hall where they're singing Moonlight in Vermont. And my sister Jeannie's there in the background talking to some people and you can see her a few times. So it's always really fun to see her in that movie. Anyway, so those are some questions I get from folks. And over the next few months, I'll be on the road interviewing a variety of guests from around Vermont. We're going to be talking about things like nature and golf and Vermont places and other things. I'm also planning on spending some time volunteering with the Vermont Old Cemetery Association to help restore and repair some headstones. I did an episode about them last fall, and I just was really inspired and intrigued by their work and made some friends in that group. And so I've decided to get involved and help out. So I'm looking forward to that. But if you're planning on being here in the spring or the summer, or the fall, and you're looking for things to do or places to visit, feel free to send me an email at hello at happyvermont.com. I'm happy to give you some ideas or answers any questions that you have. Thanks so much for listening to this solo episode. I'll have guests on next time. I wish you a great spring, and I'm excited for the warmer weather. So I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.